0: I want you to hear something. I want you to hear that you are phenomenal, magnificent, powerful. And then I want you to notice what happened inside of you when you heard those things. Did you just build a fortress against me? Did you rope off the page? Did you brick off the page? Did you put your fingers in your ears and say, la, 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 I can't hear you? What are you getting from that? Why is it easier for you to stay small? What are you afraid of? Now I say all of this, I'm asking all these questions and making it sound as though I'm Tony Robbins or something, like get over it. All you have to do is get over it that's a load of malarkey. We're all in this, including those people that you see on TV and in workshops of 2,000 people who seem so powerful. We all doubt. What is interesting to me is to wonder at why. What is making me feel so safe, tucked in the bottle, as opposed to out of the bottle, in my full, janey form? I've talked to you before about my own legacy around body weight, That is the fastest way for me to make myself small again. That's the irony, right? Is to think that I'm too large. Um, Body weight wise will actually make me feel very small inside. So I go right back from the genie into that bottle. Fastest way to powerlessness. I guarantee you that every one of us, especially the loudest, most showy have an Achilles heel that they desperately want to hide. Nelson Mandela made the speech famous but it was written by Marion Woodman about how it's not a favor to the world to make your light dimmer that it's time to shine brightly. I know having um, a heritage or an ancestry, a sort of northern European British upbringing. There's just such an insidious message of the tallest blade of grass gets mowed. So in a way we're protecting ourselves, right? Because if we stay small, if we show all of our flaws over and over again so easily, then we're safe because nobody's going to call us out. no one's going to call me stupid right so for us to go against that messaging is life threatening because it was very painful when we were kids and our parents said don't be too big It was devastating. You were the genie out of a bottle when you were born. You were so big and beautiful and powerful. You were so close to source. And your parents or your teachers or your coaches, they had been beaten down. And your size scared them. They didn't want you to get hurt. And so they set about shrinking you like they were shrunk. Stuffing you back in the bottle. Closed off, blocked off from source. You're looking around, but I, I thought it was really beautiful. And now I don't even remember what that was. I'm lost. I guess I'll play the game of life. I'll get a job. I'll get a career. Have some kids. Do it all over again. So we could sit in that and say, oh, woe is me. That was terrible. This is my legacy. This is all I know. Or, we could do what Bob Newhart did as a therapist in one of these skits. And we could sit down with ourselves. <coughs> excuse me. And we could say, stop it. Just stop it. Because only you can. Your parents can't. Therapists can't. You can talk it out with them. But you have to make the choice to stop. In the past few years, I've had a fair bit of coaching. And one of the things that has been really valuable for me is what my coach Joanne used to call um, inside team. And so what it is basically is identifying aspects of self that come through in any given circumstance. So for example, when uh, someone does wrong to my family in some way, if someone hurts a member of my family or someone close to me, I honestly become the Incredible Hulk. Now, I may not express it outwardly, but inside I am just like Bill Bixby busting the seams of my shirt as I become this incredible Hulk and I get really upset. Uh, on a less positive note, if we can call that one positive, I don't know Bill Bixby would, but um, I have Bob the Blob. And Bob the Blob is very pale. And he has the pocket and his shirt with the pencils and glasses and everything. And he's always worried about money. And so Bob might get upset if i'm planning a new project or a new idea and he'll be like yeah i don't know if we have the money for this and he's always about that bottom line which is terrible for an ideas person because all we want to do is manifest and if someone tries to get in the way like bob the blob it's like oh gosh just get out of my way um so then i also have nora and nora is basically a gray shawl and the shawl is kind of moth eaten and knitted, but it's kind of falling apart and it's really dusty and musty. And Nora is the one who comes out when I feel I'm working too hard. So a bit martyr y. Uh, everything's quite dark with Nora. And it will never change, right? So that gives you kind of an idea, right? And then that when I'm teaching, it's another kind of person that's very powerful and clear and getting to understand your inside team is such a for me it's been such a crucial piece and I think it will be for you as well in understanding on a given day who is driving your bus who is it that is trying to stuff you back in the bottle and why Because the why is kind of important. So, for me, it's all about fear. It's all about that childhood experience of when I felt proud and out and light being smushed down. So, if I can talk to Bob and to Nora when I realize they're driving my bus? Or what about the inner child that's sort of hiding behind a tree? If I can talk to them individually, depending on which one is really strong that day, I can, I can work around the fear so I can be gentle about it. Like, Bob, I've got this. I'm going to make sure... That it works financially. Or I know there's going to be a loss with this one. But to grow it we need to experience loss first. Right? Like really talk accountant to, to Bob. To Nora it might be, you know, I really appreciate your concern. But I'm taking care of myself. I promise. The other day I could really feel that inner child at play. She was just afraid to go out that day, afraid to be in the world. And I said, you know what? I'm going to bring you with me today. I'm going to hold you. And I'm going to make it my mission to show you today that there's a lot of love. There are dangers. There are struggles. There is suffering. But there's a lot of love. Understanding... Your inside committee, or your inside team, I should say, gives you the parameters around which to let yourself out of the bottle. It allows me to talk to myself in a really appropriate way so not like oh stop being so scared you're so stupid because that's really effective language isn't it but more I get it I really see where you've suffered and I promise that I'm going to protect you this time my friend Barb talks about that in terms of self compassion and what I take from what she said in terms of self-compassion is the power of naming the suffering and the struggle. So I get that there's a lot of pain in my shoulder. And what does my shoulder need in response to that pain? Might I just touch it lightly? How can I support myself to step forward? To, to be okay with my day? Because it's, that's only going to happen through compassion. The other stuff isn't real. Right? That stuff about just get over it. You don't get over anything. What, what you do is you integrate. So I have a lot of work with people for whatever reason, um, who are in a grief process. And that might be because they've lost a loved one. It might be because they themselves have had a difficult diagnosis. Particularly, it comes up around Christmas time or other holidays where we're missing someone. But there isn't always room to say it because we're all supposed to be joyful and festive. So what I like to say is that you are never going to get over the death of that person. You are going to be forever changed by that diagnosis that you got, by the event that created a ripple in your life. You will be forever changed. And that is actually a good thing. That's called transformation. And were it not for the love that you had for that person, you would never have the grief that you carry. So we are always in process, we are always works in progress. We are constantly from the events and occurrences in our lives transforming through a process of integrating the lessons right and we will continue that for our entire lives we will I fell down this morning it's icy outside I fell down and I could have said oh I'm so stupid I just told my partner that it's icy out there be careful and down I went or I could say oh I fell down I wonder how I could stretch to make sure that that doesn't lodge in my body. Could I take some Arnica? How do I support myself in that moment where I fell down because there was ice? What I don't want to do is go through the whole narrative that I've talked about before, about, oh, I'm so wrong, I'm so stupid, how could I have fallen down again? Because none of that is useful, and all of that is about Bob and Nora And my little child, stop it. But know what you're stopping. Stop being enslaved to your inner team, your inside team. Know them, understand them. It's self-knowledge. And then, get out of the bottle. Because you don't belong there. The world doesn't need you to stay hidden. The world needs you to come out. Are you aware of this podcast that I am talking to you about all of my flaws and my insecurities and my inside team that keeps me small? And I am doing that to be large. I am doing that to reach larger and larger audiences of people because I know this work is important. And this work has impacted me so deeply and so strongly. What I could have done is waited until I thought I was perfect. Perfect body, perfect yoga pose, perfect words. Maybe I'll take someone else's script Then I'll come out into the world polished and perfect, and I guarantee you, I will step on a patch of ice and fall down. Because it's not real. What is real is all of us in our imbalances, mucking through, doing the best we can, loving each other, holding space for each other, and stopping the narrative. You, you are phenomenal. You are magnificent. You are utterly powerful. So I'm going to give you your hardest homework of your life. I want you to hear your full name. After three words. I love you. Insert your name. Full name. And I want you to say. I love you. Three times with your full name. And I want you to hear you. Sit with it. Do not do anything else. While you do this homework. Let it seep into your marrow. And then, I want you to do it again and again until you are out of that bottle. Until you are the genie that you were meant to be, that you were born to be. Transcending the legacy of trauma, of our parents and our grandparents. So that we may do justice to the earth. So that we may do right by our creator. So that we can be the magnificence we were born to be. And stop everything else. Just stop it. Om Shanti. Namaste. Sometimes I work because I've been coached a fair bit in recent years. (coughs) Excuse me. I work with...